So yeah. welcome, welcome guys to Kicking Mustang podcast number five. I'm here with RDX Tactical, Alpha Pew Pew, and Smithy Airsoft Sniper, or Gun Techie, Gun Smithy. <laughs> and we are having a Sniper Ops meetup. We're having a bit of a drink here over at uh, Alpha Pew Pew's. We've got the liquor on the go. We've got some Jack Daniels and some uh, coconut rum flowing. And we are going to go real still shooting today. We've got a weekend off from Airsoft. We're going to go shooting <coughs> at a military range tomorrow. Sniper range. Yeah. Um, we're going to do some real still shooting. But in the meantime, we're going to be talking um, on the podcast. And as usual, I'm going to kick off with Airsoft news. We In the UK, we have um, a, ma- a major event organiser has banned the use of lower leaf suits so you're only allowed to wear leaf suits on the upper body the reason they've given is because there there has been incidents of friendly fire and snipers have been complaining so in response to that they have banned the use of lower leaf suits so you're not allowed to wear um, ghillie suit trousers obviously as passionate leaf suit and concealment uh, users I personally am saddened to hear that this is a solution to friendly fire um, I don't know what you guys think um, let us know in the comments below do you agree with banning of lower leaf suits to prevent friendly fire incidents um, also the assault on snipers continues uh, in Europe this time in Holland where the Dutch authorities NABV N-A-B-V, are banning the use of super heavy sniper balls so that includes anything over 0.4 gram balls. They are saying that uh, there is heavier balls hurt a lot more at their minimum engagement range of 20 meters. The science they use to argue this is by placing a piece of cardboard at 20 meters and shooting it with different weight balls. This is, the science is spurious at best and as a user of heavy balls, and of course I also sell super heavy sniper balls um, and enjoy taking long range accurate shots, um, I personally find this incredibly disappointing to see a country looking to ban heavy balls. So that's the negative news. The good news out this um, this week is the SRS Gen 3 is about to land. Um, I understand Skirm Shop are due to get it in any day or this month, Smithy? Do you know anything about when when it's due to land? It should be arriving uh, end of end of this month, sort of end of the first week of next month. Right. So this cut two three weeks away. Yeah, two three weeks. Two away, three weeks away. The changes to the SRS Gen Three um, include a heavier piston with a cup design and an air brake, very similar to the Wasp, um, and it also comes with a new design rubber, which they say will uh, reduce the problems of the uh, leaking um, hop units, uh, especially on the fast hop unit. Uh, Obviously none of us have used it yet, but it's very interesting um, development. This SRS Gen 3, it could um, take the undisputed crown of being the best out of the box sniper rifle um, if these improvements uh, are as good as they look. So that's the news for this week. Um, as I just said, I'm joined by Alpha Pew Pew, RDX Tactical, and Smithy Airsoft Sniper, or um, Gun Techie, Gun Smithy. Sorry, Smithy. Um, we have taken questions this week from YouTube 
and the Sniper Ops Facebook group. To start with, we're going to kick off with questions from YouTube. Um, and the first question from Francesco is one of my subscribers on YouTube. He asks, how did you get into Airsoft? So let's kick off with Guntechy Smithy. How did you kick off with your Airsoft career? Um, just me and a mate said, like, do you fancy giving Airsoft a go? And that was it. Got into it and never looked back, really. What was the first site you played at? ASGB. That was my local site. And that's where we met, wasn't it? Yeah. What was the first gun you used over there? M4. Sweet. I think I remember that day. Using a rubble sack. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have been. So I was, I was looking like a sandman running around. No, using a builder's bag. <laughs> oh, that blue bag? Yeah, using that blue builder's bag. Yeah. <laughs> that was epic. Yeah, it was that amazing. Worked. Yeah, that worked. <laughs> what, <laughs> what about you, Adriano? I actually got into Airsoft because of this man, Mr. Pugh. Um, Essentially what happened, it would be very similar answers from me and Alex, what happened is we used to ride pit bikes, um, as some guys using airsoft now, uh, the stomp, I think Alex had a 140, is that right? I did. Had a 140 stomp and I had a... Pit bikes? Pit bikes, yeah, little four stroke um, <coughs> off-road racers. Ahead of your time using pit bikes. Yeah, we, we did enjoy um, riding them but the thing was they got a little bit too expensive and a little bit too awkward to take to the track every weekend or every other weekend um, so what we ended up doing is uh, we sort of said to each other what can we do instead of riding pit bikes uh, his cousin Troy um, played airsoft already and he had a few of the guns here showed me them and we took it from there I mucked around with airsoft in Italy um, but it wasn't. So you software. both played together first. first yeah, we time. did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there, there was at ago. least a, a space of a, a couple of months. Yeah. You start. You I started. Said, you better play. Yeah. You will love this. Yeah. But the thing about airsoft, once you pick, like, once people fire those guns, especially the gas blowback pistols, once you fired it, it's so like, good. wow, we love. It's hard not to love it's it. So good. I think it was the thought of shooting other people as well, and it was legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what did it. Interesting. Cool. Good stuff. Um, okay, we just talked. We just touched on the SRS Gen Three coming out, and we got a question from Ducks Loves Pancakes on YouTube. <laughs> uh, he he asked about the Gen with the Gen Three on the way. What upgrade should he start with? I think this is a good question for um, Smithy. Um, I I've got an answer to this question. Um, what is your answer, Smithy? Uh, I would give it a go at the box. Um, there is a couple of things I'd say with the new Gen 3 is with the new piston head you want to try and just open out the, uh, the skirt on the cup head you need to open it out and give it a good stretch to make sure it seals because when they come out of factory they can be a little bit stiff um, so do that um, but yeah give it a go um, you really got to make sure everything's because when you get it in the boxes it won't be in parts so when you put it together you must make sure everything is lined up and if you can't get it lined up ask somebody who can because it's going to make such a big difference from when it's shooting bad to when it's shooting great one of the tricks that dennis the designer of the srs told me was when you put the barrel hop unit in to have your piston forward so that the nozzle um, the, the hop unit goes onto the 
pissed yeah. it and makes it all lined up straight. That's one little trick. And I, apart from that, I, I would agree completely with what you say. Try it standard. I think yeah. this is the great thing about the Gen 3. You've, it comes with a flat hop style rubber and that heavy piston. Give it a go straight out of the box. I think you'll find it's... Um, it's, it's going to be impressive. I can't yeah. see it's going to be even quieter than the Gen Two. I can't yeah. see it not being. They've quieter. made a few little other changes under the hood as well, like the safety catches on yeah. the Gen Twos and the ones they fell off there. One yeah, piece mine's, now. mine's fallen off there. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean they're a good solid rifle. Yeah, it'd be good. Yes, yeah, so I agree with that. Okay, so let's go on to a question from Derpa again on YouTube. We're going to plough through these YouTube questions before moving on to the Facebook questions. And I think this is probably a good question for RDX. Um, Derpa asks, what weapon should he start airsoft with? Ooh, Put that's spot, a tough yeah. one. Um, it depends what he's into, really. If he's into... He's just starting. Just he's literally starting. just starting airsoft. I would say, if you're just starting airsoft, oh. um, don't make the mistake of getting yourself a sniper rifle Definitely not. and going out into the field and... and trying to play that role because it, it won't be as exhilarating for you um, I would say get yourself an M4 platform yeah. something that's very easy to find parts and mags and just get out there and go and Let's burst through some doorways and pretend you're a maybe just rent member. something maybe oh, rent yeah, yeah, or rent. rent if you rent first you rent a couple of different things no I know yeah. the sniper rifles are not going to be the best from the rentals mm. but at least it gives you a, an overall insight of what well, at, a, at ASGB, our local site for me and Smithy, they have a rental a VSR which shoots really well. Oh, yeah, it. that does, yeah. But I yeah. mean, across the board, I mean, I've played at a few sites and some of them, they're more into their AEGs and snipers. But, mm. yeah, you know, if you find a good site, they'll have a good all-round balance of weapons. So, give yeah. them all a go and, you know, all yeah. the airsoft, save your yeah, money up and get something. You, it's, it's, you know. Yeah, give them a go. Okay, so let's go on to another question. This one from Crompton Gaming. Um, this is a tactical question. He's asking how to choose when to shoot. For example, he says, if he shoots the first person, but there are five more people around the corner, he's finding himself getting lit up by the five more. Um, maybe there's something I can answer. Maybe yes. maybe I can answer. What, what, I, what you'll sometimes notice I do if you watch my gameplays, um, you'll see me pointing my gun at people and a lot of people say to me why don't you pull the trigger the reason is because I might have an inkling or a, a sense that there are other people around or I want to be certain that I know what is and who is around that area um, so as an example the re one of the recent videos I posted I sh there was two people I only shot one of them because I could hear there were other people behind me I shot one of them with my Mark 23 um, to tr and there was a medic rule in play and I wanted that person to then draw the other players to move in to move into medic him and get them all within my field of view and my, my vision um, and my range and my gun so for me awareness of what is going around you is really really important as a sniper and if you find yourself seeing the first person and you pulling the trigger and firing them and that is giving, your, giving yourself away try to just be a little bit more patient and wait until you are more aware of where the other players are um, be thinking about where the players are looking looking at where they're looking and perhaps only firing when they're looking in the other direction or even only firing when they are firing their gun to cover up the sound of your firing and that is um, what I would advise practicing I don't know that you guys can that is yeah quite, uh, that, is, that is right that's quite a hard thing to get 
like the new people get their head around patience yeah being comfortable being around the yeah. enemy being comfortable being close to the enemy mm. and feeling like you don't have to pull the trigger mm. and this That's comes from yeah and not getting um yeah i think you have two ways it's the enemy pull the trigger yeah. i think there's a, a big essence of whenever you're in that situation regardless of if you've been playing a long time or not you have to trust the the sort of airsoft weapon you've got with you as well mm. because so many people I've seen it happen they've gone up against five guys six guys something like that that sort of situation they've pulled the trigger with say a gas blowback and it's gassed out on them mm. and then you know when you're in that sort of um, yeah. instance you're knackered aren't you yeah. I think also being um, knowing who the most dangerous threat is in a group yeah. and taking out that most dangerous threat now that's not always shooting the closest person to you often is I, I tend to find that if there's say for example there's, there's two people one is closer to you than the other person I will tend to shoot the person that's further away first because that person who is in between the person you just shot and you will see their teammate be shot and say hit and they will tend to turn, turn towards, towards them yeah. now if you shot the closest person and they go hit that person who's furthest away, not only is a more difficult shot, mm. they're going to turn towards you and be more likely to spot you. Mm. So, yeah, just um, so learn to be mo yeah more confident. Learn to be confident about your concealment. Be co comfortable being close to the enemies without having to fire, and learn to tr build awareness of where the enemies are, what they're looking at, and perhaps what they can hear and see. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's go on. This is quite a cool question. This is perhaps something that Alex, um, Alpha Pew Pew, can answer because he recently has been working on an M4 HPA platform which he is building to one dual. So, yeah. um, Weenie Lawyer asks, what is our opinion? <laughs> Good name. These YouTubers have crazy names. Strong name. <laughs> um, he asked, what is our opinion on one dual sniping? Is it possible? Alex, you're building a one dual M4 platform at the moment. Yeah, it's built. I could bring it down. Um, Hello, microphone. So, it depends on your system. So, I've got a Polestar F2 that I've just built. I was running a Polestar Jack. Um, both are one dual, only because I didn't really want to have to adjust the settings in between games and it, with the hop-up I've got running which is the Max style one with the crazy jet um, it was lifting all of the heavy ammunition that I was using all the way up to a 0.43 so even at one jewel the gun was still operating really nicely for can, me. Can a spring sniper lift heavy balls at one jewel? Yeah. 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 With the right With opposition. the right R-hop, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's more, I think really the question is um, when you have limited amount of speed, the flight time is longer with heavier balls, and hop is really critical. I think that's like the most important thing, and I think the Mark Twenty Three is a really good example of that. Well, Smithy and I, when we last summer, we had when we were <coughs> first really experimenting with the TDC, the Maple Leafs, yeah, and the Ike setups, we hit eighty-seven meters yeah. maximum range. Now, it wasn't accurate at that range, was it? No, I was, so yeah, still, was, I was fighting them into you. But yeah. they still, you could reach yeah. very long ranges at 87 metres. So it is possible. Yeah. And of course the big advantage is, science. there's well, the science, but there's mm. also no minimum engagement range. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can hit people 
close to you, you can get your gun very quiet, you've got an advantage of hitting people very close to you and... You still get, uh, you're still getting a good 20 metres past the AEG players, you know. Most mm. AEGs can be around a 50 metre mark. Mm. You get some that are decently built that are going to push past that. Um, there's not many that will punch past 70. No, AEGs. there's not, no. Not, not, no. So not you are, you've got a little bit of extra range on them. But yeah. the BBs with the heavy BBs, you're going to take a little bit longer time getting to them. So it's, I mean, it's a great challenge. I think what I think the the, the the way to make it effective with one dual sniping is to get your gun to lift the heavy balls. Once yeah. you can lift those heavy balls and you get the impact, then the enemies they, they won't even be they won't be sure whether you're close or far away. They feel the impact of a weighty ball on them. Mm. They're not going to be sure whether you're you're close up, far away, and you, you know it can be a big advantage. Yeah. Um, it's definitely possible. Look at all the one jewel countries that run. Yeah, in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is a question probably for all of us um, from Douglas Morris. He is asking, do you use helmet mics for comms? Um, a general question about comms and does it help <laughs> with team, teamwork? Um, we and in Sniperoth, we generally have worn our radios. Yeah on our shoulder without a microphone and our hearts and we just have them t turned down very quietly the reason for that is because we don't like to have our ears disrupted by having headphones on being able to hear what's going on around you is probably more important i think than your sight for, for me personally when i'm stalking mm -hmm. i can pick up what i can hear going on more than what i can it's see so i would never wear headphones like that um as comms go when we played at France, that was such a massive advantage for us because we held down the top of this mountain and we had people posted everywhere. We so locked it down big time. We locked it down. And we that was only due to communication. Communications, if it's done right between your team yeah. members, it's yeah. so it's yeah. such a game changer. Yeah, it's such is. a game changer. That's, that's kind of what we do. Yeah, we kind of, that's what we make, even over gear, it's just, yeah. yeah. We go army of two and make sure the comms are... It is are that statement as well. Yeah. It is army of two, isn't it? Because I've, you can disown it. I've, I've been using that, that red... Uh, red what no uh, code, code red, red code red bone conductor headset which is very good the only reason I don't use it more is because when I wear my GoPro strap it kind of interferes but if I'm not using my GoPro strap at a sniper's event I do use this bone conductor headset which doesn't disrupt my hearing and it's it's I just a great that. piece of kit yeah. it's o very cool over the career of airsoft I've tried many different setups especially with sort of a helmet um, as I call it door kicking um, and uh, <laughs> It's no matter what people say, wearing over ear helmet setups for airsoft. Personally, I feel, and it is a personal opinion, I feel it doesn't work because if you get out into the woods, that unnatural hearing you have because the electronic ear pro is trying to produce that sound, mm. it, you just don't get the same feeling. It's tinny, yeah. and you you're constantly thinking, where is that coming from? I've kind of thought. I don't know if weird, weird, but I thought that prep for sniper ops games, having like a, I don't, we probably, I probably would have, but like having a hearing aid to try and enhance that's what, the that's sound. What, that's what Essentially, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of idea, but it's, it's the direction of what you yeah. get without it. You get direction of sound, which with microphones you don't. It, yeah. 
how to try and explain it to you. You know when you've got those features on your phone or on a stereo or something like that, when you turn on the bit where it says surround 3D sound? Yeah. It's kind of like that Absolutely. all the time. Yeah. So you've got that spatial thing going on. It really, it, to put it plainly, it trips out the mind. I think for us, as we're as, as stealth, but our, our, I certainly consider my primary weapon is my stealth concealment and my ability to be aware of what is going on around me before any gun I use. And I think anything that interferes with that is is a, a, a I'm not prepared to compromise on that. So any any communications <coughs> any communication systems that I use cannot compromise on my hearing at all. And that's the most important thing for me. Um, so yeah, I think that answers that question. Um, let's have a look here. Um, maybe this is a question for Smithy Ga uh, from Gamer Freak. He asks, is, is there anything he needs to know before buying a new SRS? No, 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 there's not, no, it's, 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 a, it's a lump of money out of the pocket, but you are actually getting what you pay for. Yeah, I agree. I Just agree make sure you like ball pups. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you use like, a discount code and you get it cheaper. Yeah. Make sure you use discount code. Um, ah, this is an interesting question from Stormtrooper. He asks, what is the worst problem a sniper got to deal with in the field of battle? Easy. Blue on blue. No. It's got to be, isn't it? I probably get shot oh, twice in, as often. In airsoft. In airsoft. About, yeah, yeah I, I probably get shot twice as often by friendlies as I do yeah. by enemies. But that's... Pff, yeah. That's... Yeah, you just have to... Yeah it's, fun, yeah, it's an interesting question how to deal with blue on blue. Um, I don't think the answer is not to wear leaf suit trousers. <laughs> I no. think that doesn't make any difference. Um, I think the the, um, the the often what happens if I if I know I'm in enemy territory, I know I can remain undetected if I want to. Basically, it means I don't move and I get in a good hide position. But if you see friendly troops, you kind of get this sense that you're not in danger, and you mm. kind of move and you kind of oh, I'm over here, I'm safe. They're friendly troops, but the friendly troops just see a, a movement and yeah. blast you. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Do you know what we'll say when? You play when we play games over here, and you're even to the point where you'll wave at people, and then they don't see you. Then you take your glove off, and then you're like waving like yes, this. Yes. Don't shoot me, and they still shoot you. But when we was playing in France, I had the same thing. When there was a couple of guys up above, and I led me back to the tree, and I was waving, and I, you can only see me two little pinkies waving at him. So I took my glove off and waved at them, and he seen me, and he just nodded, just nodded to not, to mm -hmm. identify that I was there, and carried on. Whereas it's a better level of playing, yeah, like it is. There. He's acknowledging that you're senior, but he's not acknowledging that to everybody else that you're there. So that's that's, that's clever. But they're, yeah, they're a very high level of play, though. At those at those events in France, there's top level players from all over Europe coming to those. Um, yeah. As a skirt, maybe maybe as a skirmish sniper. Um, you're not going to get rounded. Bobby's made no, a good point yeah. here. She's she's on the DM. She's saying about. Uh, Friendly troops give your position away quite often when they are yeah. calling for your attention. Definitely. Yeah. Oi, sniper, over here, can you get him? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, sniper. You've got a long, come and shoot this yeah. guy. Yeah, or they suddenly storms up beside you and they give it full auto and they run around and I'm like, go away! Yeah, yeah, go yeah, away! Yeah, yeah, that happens. Good question. Yeah. I think the worst is when they come and sort of kneel next to you and you lay prone and you're like in a really good position. And they talk to you. And they talk to you. <laughs> I think for me, it's picking your fights. Yeah, so that's a good one. Pick yeah. your fights. You've got a limit of ammo, slower follow-up shots, 
except for if you've got something that's semi-auto DMR or one dual sniper, then you're yeah. then it's game on. Mr. Polestar over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, Smashing it. I use even when I go out my DMR, <clears throat> I don't use any more ammo. No. With my DMR than what I do with my SRS or VSR. I agree. Yeah. Oh my word. There's news in here. Apparently Ruben Hartog, going back to news of the day, Ruben Hartog in the Sniper Ops group is um, we, we are live streaming here in the Sniper Ops group. He's saying he's got just got news in that the Netherlands are not only banning anything above four, they're now only allowing weights up to 0.36 gram oh BBs. Oh yeah. Which that's just wow. shocking. To be fair, and this is a conversation I had with Alex wow. um, a while ago. When we used to snipe, we only really ever pushed to those sort of weights, didn't we? Back when I that mean, was, my staple was Super Grandmasters. Yeah, that was when Tony Blair was still probably Tony Blair <laughs> probably was. It it's probably was. You're pushing no, not Maggie Thatcher. Really. No, <laughs> but the thing is, the the it probably was. Was <laughs> was Tony Blair? It was Tony Blair. The thing with airsoft and the weights and everything like that. The engineering and mechanics of how airsoft works in in the in the few years that I've been playing has changed massively. Gone from the the lightweight BBs. Gone gone from the lightweight BBs going up to heavier BBs. It's massively changed. Yeah. And and hops the performance of the hops. Yeah, it's just we can send them heavy BBs out at lower FPSs. Yeah. It just. It's a shame, I think. I do think it's a shame. It is. I think the difference is now is like you say, the technology is better. Yeah. Because back then, well, we we discussed it. We you didn't have the weights for start, and you just didn't have the parts that are available now in the manufacturers. Then you had as for sniper rifles for the VSR, for for example, you had PDI and Lalax. That was it. That's what you had. Now you've yeah. got even like you've got people like Smithy who yeah. who uh, who they they this is a, now you've got the technology is there and advanced in the last couple of years that somebody who knows what they want to build and they know what will improve their gun can design it, um, produce it and put it out for sale. Uh, and yeah. then there, um, it's done again. There was never any um, specialists then either. Like you didn't have like when we started, you didn't have specialists for sniper rifles. You didn't have specialists no, for pistol. Oh no, actually, tell a lie. You had one specialist Cripps, for pistols, Mike Cripps. Mike Cripps. But that's where any, my yeah, from. exactly. I'm mine. Yeah, but yeah, any yeah. other than that, you, it just didn't exist. But, yeah, but the thing is, there's, there's this sort of scaremongering where people you, you mess with your gun and like it just goes to crap. Mm. But now you know you, there's some quite decent techs out there that are pushing the boundaries. Except for the guy that's holding my gun out. <laughs> Joking. But I mean, yeah, I mean, even with my hop arm and the way it applies <coughs> the pressure, is different to all the conventional hop arms out there, which... That's why it's the best. That's why it's the best smithy It works all right. Um, it's the best. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Things are changing. You know, now the we've heavy, got the heavy... The thing, for the, the thing with the heavy balls, they it's not more dangerous. It doesn't hurt anymore. No. Sights are measuring on jewels. Um, it, it doesn't... If you're measuring on jewels and you've got... The correct engagement, minimum engagement range, it doesn't matter if you're firing two gra- 0.2 grams, half a gram, or even a gram BB. If it's measured in joules at yeah, the minimum the energy, engagement yeah. range, yeah. 
It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's um, it's, it is shocking that this assault on mm. snipers is happening in Holland. It, it, it's it. What's, what it, it disturbs me that that, that they are that the science they're using is just using cardboard and shooting it. It's just it, it's it's, it's shocking. I feel sorry. All it's going to do is going to drive the Dutch snipers out of Holland. They're going to be going to places like Belgium or France um, to play. So um, yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it's, so it makes me sad. still to this day don't understand measuring in jewels. I don't think a lot of people do know no. jewels. And also the insurance companies. Yeah. 500 FPS on Well, to be fair, the, the, with airsoft insurance companies, they've never really been clued up on all of the aspects. <coughs> you, know, it, you go outside of the little community that we are still really, it's not massive, is it? Let's no. be honest. Mm. I think you you use things like insurances and these other things, and yeah. they're not entirely clued up. They sort of bolt it on as an extra that they'll give you. Yeah. So. Well, it is what it is. Good luck to the guys in Holland who are fighting yeah. this. Um, if they, yeah, we'll, we'll share whatever information we can. Hopefully, it can help. But um, it sounds like they're fighting a losing battle out there um, to protect airsoft snipers. Um, so that's that. Um, let's. Um, Question for you guys personally. Um, Primal Gentleman is asking, do you have YouTube channels? Yes. I do. Yeah, and, uh, I have. I've got like, one video on there. Yeah, I why, why not? Why don't you have a YouTube channel? <coughs> you have one, but why don't you use it? Um, truthfully, I don't really understand as much about it, and I'm not that great with the editing of it. Yeah. It's quite It's intense. not easy editing, is it? No, no. it's not. It's quite intense. And Leafy, I can do it, and I look at it and think... You do great live streams, though. Yeah, I'm, really good at, I'm good at teching, like, front me live, but when it comes to editing it, I sort of look at it and think, it's has to. Oh, yeah, it it I don't put stuff on YouTube, really, and I, should, yeah. I could, but I don't. People don't realise what goes into it's running a YouTube channel. So it's it's uh, to do it properly and to it's get traction. It's a full-time job. Yeah, I mean, you must come home, card before you boot off, that card must be straight in that map, and it's downloading the information. It's just yeah. like... It, it, it can take me anything. These days, it can take me five five days to, to create a video. Yeah, um, five days. Yeah. Yeah. From, from getting in, from recording it, going to the game, recording it, downloading. That would drive um, me Rendering, insane. syncing, editing, re-editing, piecing it together, doing voiceovers, doing the graphics, right. doing the Photoshop for the thumbnail, coming up with titles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then dealing with the oh, aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else. Um, okay, let's go on. Um, this is quite a good question from Ben Mercer, who's asking, um, he is just about to buy a rifle and a pistol, and he's asking Simer 701 versus TMVSR, and STTI Mark 23 versus TM Mark 23, mm. taking into account budget. Ah, okay. Right, I, I know I'll just go straight from there. I'll be the Simer. Yeah. Because you're using it as base rifle. Yeah. For the, yeah, for the rifle, and then I'll go TM for the pistol. Okay. RDX? Second that, I do. I'd probably agree with Smithy there. So go the um, Simon for the rifle and TM for the pistol. Yeah. Yeah, 100% boys and girls. Um, um, unless you want to be a snob and just go TM all the way. Yeah, there is that. But but if, if, when you take I'm going to be snobby. I'm going to go TM on both. <laughs> the thing is, uh, I don't know. There is that. If you do, if you do get a TM, then you have... The mags are a bit nicer, aren't they? 
everything's a bit nicer. Yeah, it's a little bit. It is a. It, it's it's a little bit better. better. The Simers are great. They are good. They're solid metal. The stocks are solid. Everything is solid about them. Yeah, they are good. But again, with the Simers, you're going to have little QC issues. You're going to have to deal yeah. with yeah. some. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. You drop everything, and it works perfectly. Yeah. Sometimes you have to do a bit of QC issues on there. It's so much cheaper. Than the oh, it's yeah. massively. You're saving like 120 quid. Um, and it's uh, heavy, and it's um, higher FPS out the yeah. box, so you can kind of just skirmish it out the box. Some of those Simer VSR shoot like 80 meters with yeah. four balls straight well, we, out the box. We um, we had the uh, Simer 701. I bought one in, and uh, out the box it was 420, and that was doing about 70 meters, roughly. Have you all seen yeah, that? Yeah, that was. Yeah, they're usable. It was good. Usable. Was good. I actually argued the toss with you, didn't I? So just, just use just it as use it, it is. Yeah, it kept saying, enjoy it. Enjoy it. And, then, um, and then we went for it. Yeah, but the, <laughs> yeah. So net net, the Simer TM VSR debate is not as clear cut as the STTI Mark 23 versus TM Mark 23. No, not I think all, all four of us would agree go for the TM. Yeah, it's just yeah. smoother. It's just the STTI is still good though. For yeah, yeah. It is. pound for pound, yeah. it's great. Do you know what? In in realistics of it, if you buy the Simer and buy the FCT, you're still going to have pretty much the same performance. We buy the TMs, even though the mags are pain in the ass. Uh, it's just a little bit smoother and a little bit nicer to you. The, what I will say, and Alex knows, I've had about eight of them, the Martin 23s, is the yeah. the clones. Are more powerful when you first get them. Yes. That's that's a bonus to me. And sometimes I do think if you're going to be chucking mountains of upgrades in it eventually anyway, sometimes it does actually make sense to just go with the the cheaper option yeah. because by the end of the the uh, pistol or rifle's life, it's no longer that brand. No, it's not, no, is it? You've changed everything. My bits in it, my bits in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Bits yeah. Stop bits in I it. love your bits. <laughs> I'm glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's loving a bit of Smithy's bits. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I posted um, on Instagram. I posted a picture recently of uh, a Mark 23 that I have put in the post that's heading out with my VSR to Spain for an event. I'm hooking up with Bull Sniper and I've got um, plans to play at a few <coughs> events in Spain over the winter. Um, in wake of that picture I've posted, Ajab has asked about the advantage of the dual screw TDC versus the standard TDC on the Mark 23. Um, the reason I want the dual screw TDC is because Hadron has sent it to me and also I'm using the Wonder Bucking um, by Maple Leaf, which is a little bit harder to set dead straight compared to the Autobots. So the advantage using the dual screw for me is that you can get uh, the gun firing dead straight with yeah, no... It's clever, I've got that myself, it's very clever. It works well. Yeah, it's, um, I was like... Which one's this? The, the dual screw TDC. It's like, I mean, the, the, single, the single TDC works it's good, great. it looks great. <laughs> When I was playing with this, I was like, I was like, it was hooking to the left a little bit, and I turned it a bit down to the right, and you can pitch the angle yeah, get the, the shot. You can get really cool. So that's the advantage of that. That's a quick one to answer. Um, Cameron's asking, uh, Cameron Heath is asking a, uh, an interesting question. Do we ever feel that Gilly or Stealth is unfair? Um, well, my personal opinion is um, perfectly executed Stealth 
you cannot defend against. No. no. Is it unfair? Is, well, it's just it's I, just what it is. No, like I'm drawing it. Uh, but no, the thing is with that, you can still be stealthy in everything with an M4 in your camo. Yeah. You can still use our tactics in all aspects of gameplay, and you can change your game massively by playing the way we do with an M4. Yeah, I've, I'll be honest, I've, uh, I do advocate that because I have done it back in the day at Apocalypse when we used to do the Milsons up there. I wore green block colour and just by applying simple stealth tactics you can just walk up on the village. You know they've got the village there, you can literally walk in. Yeah. Just applying that stealth tactic, and you just get yeah. up to. Yeah, I mean, it kind of comes back that. to when I first started, and I went over into the to snipers on the ghillie side of it, because I was playing that side of it, the sneaky side, with the M4, and then I was like, well, actually, I could enhance my game even more with a sniper rifle and a ghillie suit. So that's that's what, and, yeah. and then I've done that 24 hour review, like yeah. jump straight into it. Yeah, yeah. No, good stuff. Um, Lawrence Newman, who is in the Sniper Ops group, um, if you are listening to this podcast for the first time and do not know about the Sniper Ops group, um, the Sniper Ops group is um, it's connected to the Kicking Mustang Facebook page. We originally started it to um, as, as a dis- well, it was originally a chat, which turned into a, a group for um, the Sniper Ops events, which are a, a, a sniper on sniper a duel, I guess, which lasts from anything from one day to two days, um, and that's where the group originated from. It's now grown, and it now encompasses more um, incredible ghillie crafting goes on in there. There's a really strong ghillie craft community, um, a lot of ghillie teching, a lot of gun ketting, but the focus tends to be more on stealth and ghillies rather than the typical uh, airsoft sniper groups. And if you are interested in joining us there, the link is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash sniper operations and in there Lawrence Newman has asked um, a a technical question actually about guns if he has racked the bolt on his gun and does not shoot it um, for a long time uh, does it affect the gun or should he should he fire the gun after leaving it if it's left cocked for too long Um, I would say no it doesn't really make much of a difference no I mean if you keep them doing it a lot Keeping it cocked, left for a good few hours, shoot it. But extensive periods of times, then yeah, it's gonna yeah yeah it's gonna kill that spring. If you left it cocked like a week, it might do. It might reduce the power yeah. a little bit. But well, I mean, springs again today. Technology's gone on. Springs. I mean, you leave a spring cocked now for three or four days, and well, you go and test it. It makes no difference. Yeah, it makes no yeah. difference. So again, the technology's one. come on. The springs are better. Some so. metals have more memory than others. So yeah, it's. Yeah. I think I'd advise against it. Um, Johnny Steen in the Sniper Ops group is asking how, what do we think about uh, the Crazy Jet versus the TNT barrel? Are there pros and cons? <coughs> yeah. I've used both. I think they're both good. Um, personally, I both. can't really tell the difference. Um, no, they're both really good. Um, my police easier set up than the TNT. Yeah. Uh, TNT still has some little bit curious QC issues, but I mean, when they're right, they're good. They're, they look really great good. quality, but the, yeah. the Maple Leaf Crazy Jets, they're just, for the, for the money, I think, yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, what's, what's the price difference between the TNT and the Crazy Jet? I think it's about 
thirty quid mark difference. Twenty-five. Really? So the yeah. TNT is more expensive. Yeah. 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 Well, pound for pound, then I, I would personally go for crazy jet. Crazy personally. Jet See, I've I've got a TNT in my gas blow bag, and it is amazing. It's just works so good in a Casio too. It's like really, really. So really I've got good. the TNT in the VSR. Yeah. Works nicely. That's a spring gun. And I've got the crazy jet in my HPA and also my gas blowback rifle as well. Uh, pistol, so. They're both really, really good barrels. Both good barrels. I don't think yeah. you can go wrong with either of them. I've, I've, ju I've just purchased a uh, <coughs> crazy jet for the VSR. Yeah. But I did have the standard barrel, which was very good in it. It performs really well with the standard barrel, uh, being the fact that it's slightly larger diameter. I th personally, my my own my own opinion on it is that the barrel diameter, to me, I think it's better to have a, a slightly wider barrel. But yes, it is. Yes, yeah, yeah. people disagree. There are people that say tight balls are better. Some people say wide wider balls are better. But in my own personal opinion, because it's an air pocket, it's creating an air pocket around the BB. I think you should have a wider. Well, you I know what I mean. And air, I yeah, think everyone's got their theories port. around it, but yeah, it's yeah, it's wide bores do seem to perform better at longer ranges. What were those? I, what was that Japanese? It orca. Orca. See, orca. I don't want to swear, but I had a good friend of mine. So we went down to one those. of the cereal ranges. Gas he had a PTW with an orca barrel fitted, and it. I witnessed it. It shot from one side of the serial range to the other. You know, serial twenty-five, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shot from one end to the other. I was like, See, I, would love I was to try dumbfounded. It. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Obviously, you need a lot more air to punch through mm. to get it. That, that, that is yeah. where good cylinder. Yeah. Quality, quality is more important than uh, quality is more important. I think. Than, um, uh, we got one question from Hobbit on my live for you, James. Hobbit's asking, do you like playing in a squad where there's a mixture of weapons, platforms and roles? We were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Or do you prefer the sort of lone stalking, Mr. J? Good question. I, I like both. I think I'm I, th I think my I'm more effective on my own. He's gone lone wolf again. Um, I'm more effective on my own because my primary weapon is is stealth and remaining unseen. Yeah. Um, and also um, my ability to be aware of what's going on around me. If I'm in the middle of a squad, it makes it harder for me to be aware of what is going on around me because the noises. Um, but saying that, I can be very effective, like what happened at the SEO, where a squad might attack a, an area, and I take like a free row, a free roll roaming around mm. the squad. I've done this a few times in my videos, where a squad might be attacking, and they might be ahead of me, and they're them being more prominent targets and moving around, that tends to attract fire or attract the enemy and then that movement from the enemy and their fire will allow me to zero in on the enemy and, and, and take them out more precisely or perhaps stalk up on the enemy. So there's definitely advantages to both. Um, I, I enjoy both styles, but I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think I can be like this lone wolf style while working with a squad if I've got a free role to move around them. What did we do in France? And we were devastating. So, Hobbit, when we were in France doing a, uh, a meal team over there, um, we had a squad of snipers. And within that squad of snipers, we had myself with my HPA, which I had an auto and um, one jewel. And then we had a couple of other guys that were armed team medics and they also had full auto guns. And so we were doing a bit of interchanging there. 
Um, so yeah, that was also the worst great really in, in France. In that, in that, when we were in France, we just dominated as a squad. Yeah. And if we're all gillies and we're all moving together and we're all calmed up, then we can be very effective. Mm. Yeah. But to, I think as a as a force, I guess this term force multiplier. If you have a, a lone or a pair of snipers who move around a more active squad, I think they can really add a lot. You know, Especially so, if I've uh, got comms as well. We'd only really pair up, wouldn't we? We so would pair we wouldn't up. We'd really group yeah. that much up. Yeah. We'd pair up or we'd kind of meet to see what's going on and then split off again. And our, our speciality, because a lot of our skills are, have been built from playing the Sniper Ops games, are, a lot of our skills are from working alone or in pairs rather than squad. It's not something we've practised much, to be honest. Um, I've, yeah, I, I've done it... I don't know, probably, it's hard to say how many times, but I think we're most effective working alone. Um, and as, as, as an entity that perhaps denies the enemy free movement through a certain area, being told to go to this area, preventing the enemy movement, like controlling a roadway or controlling pathways and making the enemy afraid to move through because they're not sure whether there's going to be snipers in that area or not. Um, but yeah. a lot more ground down if they're all separate. Definitely. I think an example of that is myself and Jones went to the um, a couple of milksims recently where it's just been you and me, isn't it? And yeah. we've managed to go around and just take targets out quite easily, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, just using them, those tactics. Good question. I don't yeah. think... Um, I think personally what I enjoy most is I probably enjoy working alone more than I do working as a team. But I, I really enjoy working with Heresy Group and they, I was with, with Hobbit in the squad um, and she moved ahead at one point and when I swung round and cut off the road network, now obviously there was a lot of salt flying around that <laughs> event, um, but actually as, as, a, as, a, as a, 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 an operation and working with those guys, it was, it was very, very cool um, and I would like to do more of it um, without a doubt um, and seeing how our skills can help in you know, work as this force multiplier is this, this uh, phrase. Um, Let's take a few more questions. I think we'll do two or three more questions, and then I think I'm going to do a yeah, call as well. Should we catch up on the Instagram? Yuki from Japan. I like Yuki Matsuda. She's a new member from Japan, and she's um, she's oh, she's she's a really good contributor in Sniper Ops since she's been here. And she's asking a quite a poignant question: What are our thoughts on the state of snipers in airsoft? Will the backlash continue, um, get worse or get better? For example, the recent Gilly Leaf Suit issue, um, the benefits or lack of uh, the benefits of YouTubers such as Novridge, Silo, Storm Sniper, and of course Kicker Mustang. Um, she could go on, but she's interested in the current state of snipers and their um, impact on airsoft, and is there a, is there really a backlash against snipers at the moment? It's an interesting question. We were discussing this earlier. Um, when I started Airsoft, I used to think there was a backlash against HPA users. There used to be this kind of feeling that HPA yeah. was evil. It was. Now, it is a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Alex roll his eyes. Now, there, there is this sense that there is a backlash against evil snipers. Do you know why? Because the snipers adopted HPA. No, that's not. <laughs> Don't give away my secrets. <laughs> you told, you promised me you wouldn't do that. At least, as long as you don't mention my Batcave. 
I mean, do do do, do, you, do you guys agree? I I do feel, and not you know, we are not snipers. Not a victim. Maybe we've brought it on ourselves because there are a lot of YouTube snipers, and we <coughs> and when I go to events, there is this kind of feeling that you know we are kind of a, we can do things that normal airsoft players can't. This kind of feeling that when people say to you, "Oh, he's sniper, come here, can you get him for us?" Mm. This feeling yeah, we've got not a magic. massive range and super yeah. accurate. Yeah. Which isn't really true. We've got right. a little bit more range. We've yeah. got a little bit more accuracy. Um, just we just play a different game. It's a di- yeah, it's a different th- game. Yeah, I do think there's an element of um, it's not always appreciated when you hit a player with one shot and they've hosed you with about 20, for example. At least sometimes. Yeah. When they're shooting bushes. It's not always, you know, that's not always. Do the case, but YouTube snipers, yeah. are we. Does does the reputation from YouTube snipers precede them? Right? Is their reputation bigger than their real effectiveness? For example, yeah. let me let you into a little secret. Video when we editing videos, sometimes you could quite easily <laughs> edit out a miss. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Nobody wants to see us miss, miss a lot, it yeah. and it's not hard to edit out a miss. We shoot lasers, don't we? Really? Yeah, every shot is a laser. Every I shot actually never miss yeah. ever. <laughs> Um, I think any, uh, and this is a personal opinion, please don't sort of hate me for it, but I think any large YouTube Airsoft account, if they are edited, then it's for the entertainment purpose. And uh, as you say, as you said, not everyone wants to see the whole hour or two of the gameplay for everything that happens because there'll be a point where people ask, 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 go to the people when you watch a when you watch a YouTube video whether it's Novridge, Silo, myself, a clean shot ask yourself they have played all day long this video might last 7 8 9 10 minutes on a long one it's very rare that I'm even able to put out a 15 or a 20 minute video. Usually they're 10 minutes at the longest. Ask mm. yourself, they've been in the game for an entire day, there's a 10 minute video. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Two, you know, do or the maths. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, do the maths. Um, we are not as good as our videos suggest. If you think of the flight time as well, what's the average flight time? Two, oh, less I mean, than two, two seconds. seconds? Yeah, I mean, when you're getting out to like 80, 90 metres, you're looking at like two, three, three seconds. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half, three second flight time for BB. Yeah. Pulling trigger to the BB yeah. getting there. It's not a lot. At that, at that range, at 80, 90 metres, it's normally taking three or four shots to hit. And yeah. you'll, you'll almost always only see one or two of those in the video. Yeah, um, just, I mean, when you look at the shots from that sort of time, you can sort of calculate when Norwich and whoever's, what the range is shooting at. Yeah. And also another secret, the scope, reticle, it's an overlay. It's not actually what we're looking no. at. True. And you not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when those if you if you that. if you realise that three or four of those shots are missed and then one hits and you the hit miss- markers in your scan as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's mad people on YouTube, they say, Wow, this is amazing, I can't believe you see the hits on your scope. Some people actually believe it. Um, well my grandmother in Italy used to believe that the soap opera the stuff that happened was real. So you know, finance, amazing what finance, people believe yeah, exactly. does that. Um, it's really <laughs> sad. Quickly, going back to this Dutch thing, double Dutch sniper on mine, he's saying that they've been accounted back through the, is it the NA, it says on there, scroll down, NAVG uh, or something like that, but it's M-E-D. now come back to, not the weight, the weight's not an issue now, it's back come down to the MED, scroll oh. up. Yeah, hang on, double Dutch, we're just coming in. Nice counter. 
Oh, something about the MED of the... Yeah, I did see that earlier. So, Dutch, if you could just um, come back into the feed, it's quite a lot. Um, Dutch, yeah, he's literally just saying just about him. Doesn't doesn't say about the range there. Yeah, but I mean, weight of the BBs, they have gone from weight now to. <coughs> so that's their reasoning. Yeah. Well. So there's hopefully that that's they're getting knocked back now. The government gets knocked back, and the MED is I mean, force And the MED is the most important. The, the point of impact of the BB is the most important. You know, it's no, you know. It's the jewels that impact. So them arguing over 0.45 or 0.4 at 20 metres, the difference at 20 metres is negligible between the different weights. And, and um, Joseph Cribbs has written a document on that. And the difference is like 0.05 joules at 20 metres, the difference between a 0.45 and a 0.4. That's nothing. So what about this then? So that's one shot. So well, a person like me running my sort platform, no you know, MED, and then I can shoot out 20, 30 rounds a second at 350. It is bang, 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 bang. What's more dangerous? AG. Got to be. It's like a jackhammer, isn't it? Neither of them are dangerous. Neither of them are dangerous. What's more then? Yeah. I've been, see, Alex knows this because he was at the site. We were at a site called Lidden Bunkers back with KJSOF back in the day. A long time ago. Long time ago. I had a gentleman with a P90 and it was it got chronoed. It was 430 FPS on 025s. Nasty. I came round the corner and the barrel was in my face. That wasn't a very and fun it shot part. me full auto down my nose, which he took all well, the skin off my that's nose. That's an illegal gun, then. Pretty much. There's nothing yeah. to do with being full auto or it a sniper. Was, it's an illegal gun. No. Then, yeah. unfortunately, the rules weren't the same, so it wasn't as um, strict, yeah. should we say, on people chronoing and that sort of thing. But yeah. yeah, it's just it. To me, this whole debate and so on just. Are, are snipers being targeted at the moment? I do think straight yeah, up. Smithy, do you yeah. feel snipers are being targeted, put in a bad light at the moment? And is it is it because of people like me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Producing videos. Well, yeah. I mean, there there is all. You get a lot of complaints again from ourselves using heavy weights in our pistols, and they can say, "I can a one drill gun lift the four eight. Well, it just can. If you're doing it right, it can. Yeah. It's no, it's no um, more dangerous. Than and I say, well, there. isn't it expensive? Well, no, because my four eight's gonna it's hit more you. It's, it's more accurate. It's gonna hit you. So it's not really expense. It's just we we do exactly. it because it it just it works for us great, and the, you know shots hit, and the wind's gonna have less chance of taking it away. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's the, and it's a different type. It's a difference between being flicked and being poked oh, hard, yeah. and it yeah. does it doesn't hurt more or less. It's just a different type of feeling. Mm-hmm. It's different being, but yeah. then you've got to take the individual into account whether he's going to be spamming four rates or you're going to take the one shot in the four rates. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, Adriano, <laughs> do you think that snipers are being unfairly given a bad name at the moment? Yes. Alex, do you think snipers are being unfairly targeted by regulations and reputation at the moment? Um, yeah, I think so too. But I also think... Airsoft in general has got a bit soft. Yeah, from, definitely. From over ten years I ago. Definitely. Um, I think the paintball yeah. community looks at what's going on in the airsoft community now and, and, laughs. and laughs at us. Ha yeah. ha! They're <laughs> laughing about being tickled by those little bees. <coughs> yeah. We get smacked I in the head. I would say I 
did play paintball and I played it once. I got shot in the throat from point back. It hurts, doesn't it? Oh my yeah. god, I felt like I'd hold in my throat. Yeah. So it's gone, it's, it's gone from airsoft as laughing at paintball. I actually think the yeah, paintball community is laughing at us. They right are. They absolutely are. Take a whack. And yeah, it's very. I mean, I have guys saying, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry I shot. I'm like, why the hell are you apologising? We come here to shoot each other, just yeah, enjoy, play the game, play the game yeah. and shoot each other. I think it all falls under the political correctness thing. <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, does yeah. it? it does. Oh, I'm so sorry. What were you sorry we for? We paid to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree 100%. Yeah. I think there's too much complaining about being shot and too much virtue signalling about people being offended by other people it being is. shot. It's the whole offend, offended thing. I think it's ridiculous. You know, get shot in the head, get shot in the balls, wherever you get... Just, it's, just you know, it's, it's part of airsoft. Wear face yeah. protection, wear a box, wear yeah. whatever you've got to yeah. wear. Yeah. That, that, is, that is a big gripe. But means. what's worse is people taking offence for other people. People taking offence for other people being shot. That's the problem. Let's go there. Right. So I think we have pretty much covered all the subjects. There was one more thing. Are there any questions in there? Um, the one question, I'll tell you what we did, we did one more question which we took, which I was going to do with a phone call, but I don't, because we're live streaming, I think what we're going to do, I think next time, next podcast, I am going to do a telephone call in, um, cool. and if people want to DM me their questions with their phone number, I will ring them with the question, but Garrett Harms um, on Instagram, um, he did want me to call him for this question, but he's actually a really good question, I'm not going to call him, I'm just going to ask this question. Um, AEG leaf suit combinations or AEG ghillie suit combinations yes or no um, advantages disadvantages do you do it or not Um, there's no disadvantages it's just so smithy you you think AEGs combined with ghillies is lethal yeah do you think there's any disadvantages of using the AEG loud well no because you can get close with the ghillie suit and then you can just go shit crazy and just light those people up. Yeah, I never do that. <laughs> I got told off quite repeatedly in the early days that we played together. If you remember. I, I just call it my assault ghillie mate, that's what I call it, don't <laughs> but, I? But the thing with, with that, again, you've got to play a different game because you can't yeah. go sniping with no. an AEG. No. You've got to play the total, noise gives you away. You've got to play a total different game again. You've got to use the ghillie to get your it's places where you It's quite a deep question. It's changing your stock. Some AEGs, I mean, without, without going, let's say we're not using HPA. So Alex is a oh, proponent right. of using his HPA M4, which is it's really quiet. Mm. Um, it's lethal. Um, but with an AEG, there aren't many AEGs which are quiet. I've got my Mac 10 that I use, which is a bit puny. It's light. It doesn't hit hard. It's very quiet. It's almost as quiet as a Mark 23. And you've been on the receiving end of that. Mm. You can't hear it when it fires. No. And you just get peppered like You get shattered. You get shattered. Exactly. It's like a shower. Um, the other things, I've got a Type 89, which is a quiet gun, but it's still not as quiet as a bolt action. Um, and maybe a P90. I know Foxy, Sniper Operative Foxy, is using a P90. They are quiet, but they're still not as quiet. And you're always going to... Give yourself a away. Mine was zippy, wasn't it? Yeah. One. I had the GNG G2, the new um, fire control system that they have, and it's very zippy. I wouldn't say it's quiet; it's just very quick. Yeah. So the noise was gone long gun. Yeah, my AG. Yeah, it's not bad at all. But yeah, it's, it's a very lethal. Play. It's, a, it's lethal. a very lethal combination. But again, you got different tactics again, and you've got to play 
to the benefits of what you've got in your hands and what you're wearing, you know. I found that the, I think we did a Milsim, didn't we? Was it a Milsim? No, it was a Battle Sim or something. I found I the differences. Yeah, well, the Battle Sim we did, I found that that time I took more, like, I, I call it a spotter role, really. So I was gillied up with you guys, mm. and I found that when we came under heavy um, sort of op for yeah. like on the other side, then I would put it on three round burst and send burst into a couple of the guys to yeah. think there was more. What about using there. black BBs? Have any of you guys used black BBs? Oh, they're horrible. You can't see them fire. Horrible. No. But they, they mean you can't be seen. Yeah. If you're using, like, I, I want to get some black BBs for my Mac 10. Um, probably good close quarters. Yeah. You don't really need the thingy. You don't need the whiteness. No, on. you won't. We see only need white BBs. Just, just in the, the full auto burst, the quiet full auto swarm of black BBs. Just. They won't see where they come from. The green and tans were my favourite. Yeah. Greens are really <coughs> very difficult to see, especially in woodland, because it just disappears. I mean, my my main thing is use ghillie when you're in the sort of assault ghillie mode to get you places. We should trademark that. What, assault ghillie? Assault ghillie mode. <laughs> that is, that's been my staple for such a long time. It's just, it's something, it I, it's something I really love. If, if it works. You, it you just use it to move. You can you get into position and then just, you know, cause havoc and then find yeah. another position. Um, Hadron's in the house. He's saying he uses scorpion ego. That thing's quite yeah. 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 That has got the... The hairiest trigger on it I've I've ever used on any yeah, AEG. I did have one. They were scary. very you good. Breathe on yeah. the trigger and it fires. Um, Hobbit's saying TM recall. TM recall can clear um, eighty-five meters, but they're quite noisy they're Hobbits. Noisy, so we're honestly. we're looking for more of the silence out of it. Um, I found the um, L85s are nice and quiet. Well, E90s are nice and quiet. Well, I mean, even with with the, the recoils. Yeah. If he gills up and he goes in, you can sneak to a position take a lot out or take a group of guys out or whatever you want to do but then you've got to disappear. bug out you've got to yeah. disappear relocate get down yeah. wait for the battlefield to change and come up and go and do your go and yeah. do shiz again yeah absolutely do you know what though at battle lakes um i don't know if james remembers this when we were in the ditch in one of your videos it's quite when oh. you shoot um chris benham i think it is you get him in the ear Oh yeah, yeah, one? yeah, yeah. That's a good shot. That one. He, he actually it. said at the end of the engagement, myself and you, James, were there. Uh, I think Steve was there as well. But he, yeah. he then sort of bugged out. Um, he came over after it all finished and we were done with that. He was out. He said, I, "I didn't, even though I was using my AG and I was using it on three round burst to keep him beyond. The, he was like behind a tree and he kept falling back behind it. Mm. Um, he said, I, I couldn't see you. He said, like the." The ghillie worked so well, I couldn't mm. see you because you were in the ditch, but I could just, I was trying to roughly make out where the fire was coming from. Yeah. He said, but it wasn't like it was, that was where you were, even from the noise, because he, he didn't have that depth of perception. So you think it's where you've got to take the battlefield noise in as well. Yeah. That's it's skirmish, when it's noisy, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah you, you get away. Really get away with a lot of stuff. In, a, in, a, in a, a situation where perhaps you're in an area and there's only you and you're using an AEG, then the enemy will lock you down Definitely. real real fast and, and move in on your position yeah. um, if you're if you're alone and in an area 
um, perhaps trying to deny the enemy free movement in that yeah. area and you're using an AG, you're going to get yourself run over basically. Whereas mm -hmm. using, in that situation, you might want to use a silent gas gun or a, a, a bolt action where you can hit one or two people and remain unseen and just make them fearful and keep their heads down. You're not going to be able to do that with an AG. Hobbit's made a good point. It's, it's not all about what gear you got, it's about the player, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. If we're really yeah, being really true. square about it. And, there's a few times me and you have gone down to just our pistols, noisy old gas blowback, metal sliding pistols, and you can take out, regroup, yeah. come back in. So, yeah. Well, I think, guys, we're going to wrap this up now. I think it's been a really... It's, thank you very much for joining me for the Kicking yeah, Mustang podcast, episode five. I think in episode six, I'm going to come back and I am going to do the... We, we wanted to do a call-in show. Um, I am going to do a call-in show That'd next cool. next time um, if you're going to do what I'm going to do if you've got questions for me nearer the date I'm going to put out a request send me your questions by DM with your phone number and I'm going to do a call-in show and I'll give you a ring and you can put your questions and we can have a discussion over the phone on speakerphone let's see how that goes um, guys thank you very much for joining me and um, I will speak to you next time